0: G'day, welcome to another edition of D2 Alive. It's a very special one, Iffy. It's the yellow jersey edition. We were hoping for it. It wasn't exactly how they planned, the Mitchelton and Scott boys, but uh, you've got your own little yellow jersey there, mate. Have you washed it?
1: Yes, Lexus Blackburn. uh, I've never worn this one. It's too big for me. Lexus Blackburn. (laughs) uh, But it does have uh, uh, Mitchelton on the sleeve, so there you go.
0: Yeah, and your, your hey, dongle didn't yeah, arrive today, John. So, um, but we do have good news. We have pre-recorded tonight three fantastic interviews. We've caught up with Matthew White, uh, Sam Buley, the Tour de France debutante, and one of your great mates, Johnny, from the UK.
1: Mr. Who Phil is. Liggett, the voice of cycling. Exactly.
0: <laughs> now, let's get straight into uh, what was a, a bloody eventful stage in the end. I mean, um, we were up obviously watching it live I, I shut it off after the the sprint and then when i woke up in the morning i saw buley was tweeting stuff about the jersey and i saw the photo i thought is that Yatesy? but i was still a bit groggy in the eyes i didn't pay attention and then you were the one that texted me and said uh out of every crisis comes an opportunity or something i was like, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about
1: and then you rang me and said mate how good's that Yatesy took the jersey so um unbelievable. Yes, well, like you, I went to bed not knowing anything about it. I watched the finish of the uh, of, of the stage, and I was pretty tired, so I went straight to bed, uh, and missed it all. So I woke up this morning, and uh, yeah, it, it uh, all hell had broken loose so to say.
0: Well, let's let's have a look. Uh, Mitchell and Scott posted their backstage pass video. This is when the team found out what had actually happened. He's
2: got to get back into his post. It's not only David Beckham to come out of Bury.
3: You'll hey, be, be the freshest man on the on
2: the podium. <laughs> jersey, here we go! <laughs> the biggest discrepancy of the tour so far.
3: Adam has the yellow jersey. Uh, Alaphilippe got a water wa- got a water bottle inside the inside the zone. You're not allowed to, so they gave him a 20 second time penalty, which puts uh, Adam into
0: first place. That was
3: unexpected. Very
4: unexpected. Uh, I was already showered in the bus, waiting for everyone to get ready to go back to the hotel and. Uh, then to call me off, so bam, here we are. Yeah, me and my lion. Lovely, lovely. Hey,
3: you would have had enough, you would have had it on Von no. bon no, Tugaid
4: anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you see, Bueller at the end, we catch up with him a little bit during the show. Um, but as we always say, you know, if you want to get involved with the show, you know, ask some questions. Uh, Vazzy J, iffy. Was it harsh to penalise Julian Alaphilippe twenty seconds for his mistake, and/or do you think it was a mistake or was it intentional?
1: Uh, Vazzy is one of my riding partners, and he's a regular on the Tour de France, uh, photographer for the uh, uh, Geelong advertiser at the Tour. But uh, I don't know about intentional, mate. Uh, Of course, that's the rules; they all know the rules. Interestingly, we found out later that uh, the guy who gave him the the water bottle is his cousin. And his coach, so he should have known better. I don't really blame Alaphilippe himself because, you know, you you don't realise when you're past the 20K to go mark so much, it's not something that's on your mind. He would have said, I want a bottle. They would have said, it's going to be on the right. That would have been told to him over his earphones. Uh, and so he just would have looked for him, saw him and grabbed it. Uh, it's the team that have to wear this um well we
0: cover a fair bit of that with our chat with matt white so we might as well get straight into it he's uh, the first part of our chat earlier today
1: okay i'm getting all excited uh, uh maddie it's great to have you on board as, as you have been every day and great to see you with that that bloody mask on and hopefully your internet will be as good as mine today but hey how exciting not the way you would have wanted it but you're in yellow
3: yeah, look, uh, you got to be in it to win it, and uh, we, we had a goal in this first, uh, this first part of the Tour de France to, to go after the yellow jersey, to, to go after stages, and uh, that's why we're in the position that we're in, and uh, yeah, very unexpected, because uh, you know, it's a mistake from another team, but at the end of the day, rules are rules, and uh, if we were in fifth place now, we wouldn't be in the yellow jersey, would we?
0: That's exactly right, right
2: mate. <laughs> and Sorry.
0: on this show yesterday, Waddy uh, Keenan asked you, you know, what rates better, a stage win or the jersey, and you said, "Well, one day in the jersey, you know, they're pretty much on par." Tell us the truth now: the yellow jersey is miles better than a stage win.
3: Look, mate, <laughs> I think for the I think for the person who wins wins oh, as as an bike rider. To have the yellow jersey, I don't know, it's probably a good question for Daryl Limpy, actually. What was what was more enjoyable, him winning a stage last year at the Tour or, or wearing that jersey for a couple of days? I think they both have their – they're both incredible achievements in the sport, uh, and it's really be nice to say that you've won a stage in the Tour de France. Not too many people can say that. As on the same hand, that not too many people have wore the yellow jersey. So I think they're, they're both incredible feats to achieve and uh, great publicity and for, for all teams involved.
0: Now, obviously, uh, the guy who gave the bottle to uh, Alaphilippe must be feeling terrible. When I was watching that and saw you know the the time being taken off, that was a real iffy moment. That's something I expect John to have done back in the day when he was the <laughs> bottle guy. Um, how do mistakes like that happen in in current cycling? Because it's it's a pretty common rule not to give bottles within the the last twenty.
3: It, it is Jonesy, and uh, that's the reason why we used to put Johnny earlier in the stage. Uh for, the, uh for the bottle points. No, no, I'm joking, Johnny. Um, it's, look, it's one of those rules. So for the people at home who, who don't realise, so the, the rule is that um, no feedings can start until 30 kilometres into the race, until 20 kilometres to go, unless there's extreme circumstances. Now, usually that's only adjusted with weather. If it's really, really hot, they might push it back a little bit later. Or if there's a, a last climb of the day, between 10 and 20 to go, they might say... 15k to go the top of the last climb, but you don't know that information until the race starts so you're always with your planning you always well i do always you now we, we work 20k to go and if we if we it's real desperate we can push someone a little bit closer to the finish but it's a strange one because uh everyone knows that and that whole episode could have been avoided if al teammate had taken the water, water for him and then passed in the bottle because they, at the end of the, day, the the penalty is gone for the, you taking a water bottle inside the last twenty. But if your teammate took it, gave it to you a couple of minutes later, there would have been the teammate would have got the twenty-second time penalty and not the person in the yellow jersey.
1: And also, now, I hear I hear that uh, the guy handing him the bidden was his cousin. Have you heard that one?
3: It is his cousin who is also his coach.
1: Oh.
0: Uh, well well one step uh, Whitey is the most expensive I think, he, bottle. I think he's
3: actually applied for a job on our team actually apparently
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well well an interesting stat Whitey is the most expensive bottle of wine ever is five hundred and fifty eight thousand that's a, a nineteen forty five bottle of French burgundy. I think that bottle that was given yesterday might exceed that. How much is the, the yellow jersey worth? You know, from a, from a sponsorship perspective, because, you know, you're talking about the biggest bike race or sporting annual sporting event in the world.
3: Yeah, look, I, I suppose it's not sort of in my pay bracket, to. I, I don't know the numbers. I don't know the numbers of how important it is. All I know is it is very important, Actually, you know, the, especially this year when there's not too much sport going on. Okay, the NBA are in the finals, but if you're looking at cycling, you're looking at world sport, uh, this is the event, uh, and there's a couple of jerseys, but everyone knows what the yellow jersey is, what the yellow jersey stands for, and you are leading the biggest uh, the biggest annual sporting event on the planet, and uh, we're lucky enough to wear that yellow jersey for today, and hopefully a couple of more.
0: Yeah, some uh, interesting insights. It's so funny. He is up and about, Whitey. He sense that um, <laughs> it's good when you go into a race and, and your tactics are, or, or you openly say, "Look, we're just going for stages," so there's no pressure. So when you get something like this, that that is a bonus. Um, geez, it must be a good feeling on the bus at the moment.
1: Um, Yes, and Whitey, Whitey really, uh, what I love about him is, is his passion and uh, he wears his heart on his sleeve. You know, you watch him in the car when the boys win something really important, especially when they're, they're, they're hanging for it. You can see the, the, the emotion, the tears. Uh, yeah, he wears his heart on his now, sleeve. Now, we've got it's a few fantastic. more
0: questions coming in. Um, unfortunately, we pre-recorded the, the interview with Whitey, so you can't ask Whitey questions, but you can answer them, Johnny. Is uh, Philippe a chance to win today? That's from Ben Jensen.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, We'll we'll speak to Phil Liggett in a minute. We pre-recorded that too, and he picks uh, uh, Alaphilippe to win. And look, it's all the big stars today. It is a great stage, really, really tough. Big climb, very steep. Uh, Then it levels out and keeps uh, gradually climbing to the finish. I give Adam Yates a really big chance. All the big hitters are the Mm. favourites today. Alaphilippe, Roglic, uh, 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 Adam, they're they're all in there. Pochikar. Those guys are going to be uh, uh, punching it out.
0: And Stuart McIntosh wants to know, what is the logic behind not being able to give drink or food within the last 20 Ks? Why is this so?
1: It's a safety thing. Look, on special, if it's really hot, special conditions, often in a mountain stage, they'll they'll do it. But in the last 20 kilometres, on a flat stage, that's where the action is really happening. You've got uh, attacks going and they handing bottles out the side of the road when that's happening is just too dangerous
0: yeah uh we'll go to part two of our chat with whitey and it was mainly around uh things like karma in the tour de france
1: now whitey i just thought to make you feel good i've got i've got my lexus of blackburn yellow jersey which i'm putting on as we speak and it's got uh on the on the sleeves and uh just to make you uh uh um enjoy the day. I thought it was pretty special. I'll put it on. <laughs>
3: uh well look, it's been it's been seven years since we've had the yellow jersey. Uh in that seven years we've won the Welter, had I think about twenty-five days in the pink jersey uh over those seven years uh in the in the in the Giro d'Italia. But uh it's a it's a special one, obviously the Tour de France. And the last time we had that was when Daryl Impey lost lost the jersey in the Pyrenees seven years ago. So it's been a bit of time between drinks, but I know there's some organisations that have been in the sport for 20, 25 years and have never had the yellow jersey. So you now we're privileged enough and worked hard enough to uh, to lead the Tour de France two times, won a few stages, and uh, we'll certainly be uh, savouring the moment for today and, and onwards.
0: Last one from me, Whitey. You've had a lot of bad luck in the race over the years, and you look at Yatesy, the the one k to go banner falling on his head. Uh, yeah, the crash in twenty fifteen. Um, Yatesy could have had the jersey when Froomey went for his three hundred meter sprint that year. Um, do you feel like the cycling gods? This is even the ledger a bit from the from a karma perspective.
3: I think so, man. I think you know, in in life in general, people there's always someone who's better off than you, and there's always someone worse off you. But you can't think of it. Can't think of it like that. You, you live your life, and uh, we have had some bad luck, but at the end of the day, it's sport, it's sport. And uh, we'll, we'll take the good luck when it comes and try to avoid the bad luck when we can. But uh, you, it's true, Jonesy. You know, you know, when uh, old Vontu Froomegate, when they changed <laughs> the rules and stopped the time at two kilometres to go, when Richie and Froomey crashed into the motorbike, actually, technically, we should have been in the yellow jersey because uh, that's I've never seen a race where they stopped the, stopped the clock after the fact well, when the race uh, was still going. Uh, so, look, comes around, goes around. And, uh, and I said, we didn't choose Alaphilippe uh, to, to do, make the decision he'd made. We're in second place and we're the ones benefiting from it today. Uh,
0: some interesting stuff we were talking about there. And it's true. Like, uh, the, you'd think that the Karma ledger has definitely been balanced now because, you um, yeah, for, for so long, uh, they were sort of thinking that they were cursed. But obviously, people want to know what are going to be the stat, uh, the tactics for Stage 6. Uh, so this is the final part of our chat with uh, Sports Director Matt White.
1: You mentioned last night your tactics would be uh, that um, you would try for a stage win for Adam today and have a go at getting that yellow. Well, you've already got yellow. It must change your tactics a little bit. What's going to be the, the go today, mate?
3: Yeah, it does. It does. Because at the end of the day, our, our priority does change. And our priority now is to keep the yellow jersey. Looking at the form of Roglic uh, and, and others, there is still a lot of riders very, very close to us. So w- the best case scenario for us today is actually that all the bonuses are gone. And that includes the big eight-second bonus on the top of the Cat 1 climb, similar to the, the, the way that we took the bonus uh, in Nice. That is on the top the Cat 1 today. And then, uh, even if the stage goes to someone else, a breakaway of non important riders, it, it was much easier for us to keep the jersey because all oh, there's then uh, Roderick and those guys have to drop Adam. Now, we know this climb, the climb is hard, the cat one, but after the cat one to the finish, it's not that bad. It's false flat, two or 3%. And if Adam's glued to the wheel of Roderick and Podgikar in that final, it's going to be very, very hard for, him, for them to drop him. So our tactics do change. Uh, look, it'd be nice to win the stage today. But our priority is to keep that yellow jersey today because if we get to it today, tomorrow's the sprint stage and then we think about the weekend in the Pyrenees and what our plan is
1: after that. So what will happen, you'll get, you'd will get. you love to see a break up the road really, because the race will start. You guys will have to be on the front as uh, we're in the yellow jersey and the guys will actually enjoy that, I'm sure. But a good scenario would be to get someone like Michael in that in that uh, early break.
3: Oh, look, if you, we don't want to be greedy. Uh, when you start doing that, that that also has a different reaction on other teams. So it'll be all hands on deck at the start. And well, the first phase of the race is until that break goes. So we'll make sure the break is not too big. Uh, the combination is also important of who's not in the break from other teams. But look, ideally, a, a group of six or seven riders maximum go. We then give them a bit of time. Uh, but there, if there's a long, flat section where we can ride a steady tempo. And then on the climb, I'm, I'm sure that other people want the yellow jersey. If they want it, they need to work for it as well. And the, the priority is for them is they have to drop us.
0: And also with Mikel, you know, he wants to be part of that iconic team photo with the yellow jersey there, protected, all the guys lined out. If he goes up the road, he'll miss it. So, you know, you got plenty, to think plenty of those time sort of for Mikel well. to go
3: up the road come the weekend, mate. Plenty of time <laughs> for him to good. go up the road later in the race. So I think today, today we uh, we just sit tight and. And if, if anything is needed, the two most important guys in the final of the race today will be Mikel and Esteban. So, uh, you know, I've got the big boys from the engine room. They can handle the big, long slog today to the bottom of the Cat 1. And then Mikel and Esteban will be very important uh, in with uh, Adam's goals and keeping that jersey on our, on our shoulder for at least a couple of days.
0: Good stuff, mate. Well, we're looking forward to another epic stage on the on the tour tonight. Uh, all the best. And uh, Yates, you can, you bloody ripper. Uh,
3: it's going to be an exciting <laughs> one because there is very, very – you throw a blanket over the, the top 20 guys. So there's it's going to be an action-packed final regardless if it's for the win or not.
0: Good stuff, mate. See so Go anyway, you guys. great need
3: to talk to you without a mask on. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks, Good mate. on you, mate. Yo. Thanks for that. So that was our chat earlier in the day with Mitchell and Scott, Sports Director Matt White. After hearing that, I, I'm actually not sold that Yates is going to win the stage. Uh, like, I'm, I'm cut because uh, obviously, you know, winning it in the jersey, but he doesn't have to go fully on the attack as Whitey said. You know, he can just monitor the moves and um, it, it would sort of change the tactics up. What do you reckon after hearing that again?
1: Well, not just from hearing that, because I, I don't think a break's gonna really stay away. If one goes early, that'll be great. But in the end, it'll come back. There's a lot of climbing in the last part of this, and when they get to the top of that Cap One, it'll be all on. Uh, Rod Glitch will go for that uh, KOM. That's where he's. That's almost going to be a finish line. Mm.
0: But also, there's two guys. Well, ala Philippe's obviously going to be fired up, um, and you talk with Phil Liggett about that later on. But also, given that Yatesy got the jersey in those circumstances, there's, and knowing what Yatesy's like, I mean, he's a fiery bugger. Um, he would want to win on his own merits in that jersey to make a statement to say, "Hey, I'm I'm one of the best climbers in the world, and I deserve this." So there could be some motivation from that perspective as well.
1: Yeah, so the, but the finale is not a climb. The finale is solid. 3%, solid. yeah. Yeah, it, it's a slightly uphill, but but it's really going to be a bit of a sprint, which probably uh, suits uh, um, Philippe. But mm. uh, look, those guys, all the GC guys will be fighting this one out.
0: Yeah, and in other random news, um, obviously Darren McQuaid is the, the chairman there at uh, Mitchell and Scott, and he's a proud Irishman. And it sounds like all of Ireland are up and about because Sam Bennett's in the green jersey and it's the first time in 31 years, if he.
1: Yes, Sean Kelly, uh, who was Mr. Green Jersey uh, back in my day. Um, yeah, so a great effort for, from Sam. He, he's uh, wanting to get that first stage. He's been knocking on the door, but uh, he's got it. I don't know that he can keep it. I, I, I think uh, in the end uh, um, he'll be found wanting on the, on the hardest stages. Peter Sagan... Yeah, look, I think once it get re- these really tough days, we'll shoot suits again. But at the moment, he's in green, which for for De Koenig's quick step, it's a little bit of uh, a compensation for losing the yellow.
0: <laughs> Just a little. Um, speaking of Sam's, we caught up with uh, Sam Buley, uh earlier in the day, and uh, here's what he had to say. We're joined now by Tour de France debutante, Sam Buley. You probably know him better from the Social Distance podcast, but he also rides a bike. Uh, Mate, what a 24 hours in the history of this team. How are you feeling?
4: Yeah. I think I can take my mask off, actually, because I'm drinking a coffee. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's been bloody crazy, hasn't it? I mean, we finished the stage yesterday, bunch sprint stage. Um, As far as we were concerned, nothing had changed on... On the general classification, Meza ran sixth in the stage, so we were sort of talking about that and talking about how he ran the final. And then all of a sudden, Whitey got a call from the um, from the organisers saying that Yates is in the yellow jersey. So uh, it all sort of, initially everyone was a bit like, what the hell, you know, like a bit of shock. Um, and then, he, you know, Yates took five minutes to gather his thoughts and rushed off to the presentation and then. By the time we got back to the hotel, kind of sunk in a bit that um, he was in the yellow jersey and that we're going to be defending it today, and how how big it is for the organisation and for this team and for for Jerry and, and the Ryan family and all our sponsors. So yeah, it's going to be a bloody awesome day, actually.
1: It changes everything. You're you're the man with the horsepower. You'll have a a, a big job to do in the first hundred 100K tomorrow. Or today actually today i'm saying tomorrow but today
4: <laughs> day off today am i <laughs>
0: oh he's johnny's rattled mate it's the the moment's just too
4: big yeah. no yeah it'd be a big day i mean we've we've still got to have have a team meeting about how we're going to run the stage uh there's there's probably a couple of different ways we we could we could do do it today a few different tactics but uh ultimately it's gonna it's all going to end up the same way with with us um on the front of the bunch for sure i mean we've got the yellow jersey in the bloody tour de france so yeah you, that doesn't come around often for 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 people and i mean it's been 2013 since the last time uh Mitch and scott or green had had the jersey so we're going to be making the most of that today and um as to what what sort of tactics we employ i'm not sure yet we'll find out in the meeting but you'll certainly see see the boys on the front today in the yellow jersey looking splendid
0: well, they say that the yellow jersey gives you wings if you're wearing it. What sort of effect does it have on the teammates? Did you wake up just in the best mood this morning thinking, wow, this is unbelievable?
4: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we came here to target stage wins, obviously. Um, Yates had tried on, on the second stage there, which, which put him in the position to be able to um, benefit from Elaphilippe's from misfortune, I suppose uh, you could say. Uh, you know, but normally today would have been just another day where we would have targeted the stage. Um, it would have meant that we, we stayed quiet for the better part of the day uh, and then sort of just put Yates into position for those last climbs. But now it's all about, you know, we're the leading team of the tour. Even the hotel staff are loving having a, having the Tour de France leading team here. And, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess for me, my first Tour de France, it's, Pretty, It's pretty exciting, so looking forward to getting to the start, seeing what it's all about. Uh,
1: so um, how, how cool is uh, is Adam at the moment? He, he is a cool customer. So how was he at breakfast?
4: I he was in and out pretty quickly. We're, we're on a tight schedule this morning. We've, we've had pretty relaxed mornings um the, the last few days, but this morning we were up. Jonesy sent me a message at, just as I woke up, and, and I had an hour between... Waking up to having breakfast to doing this and then we'd be on the bus in five minutes heading to the start. So he was in and out pretty quickly, but now he's pretty relaxed. I think, yeah, I think he understands the how big it is to be to be wearing a yellow jersey. So I'm sure he's feeling uh, a number of emotions at the moment. And when he, the first thing he said was he can't wear a skin suit today. But um, he'll, I reckon he'll get over that pretty quickly when he puts the yellow jersey on.
0: And uh, obviously, you're pretty close to George Bennett, who's on uh, Visma. Um, you've got a few bragging rights. Yeah, they've won some stages, but you've got the jersey. Are you going to be ribbing him in the bunch today?
4: For sure. When have I ever not ribbed him? Um, <laughs> but he he's he's 3-2 on the New Zealand, on the Kiwi Cup stage count at the moment. He's got a point up on me, so... Probably going to get me again today, unfortunately, if I'm honest. Um, with 30k of climbing at the end, but long way to Paris, Jonesy, and plenty of stages to go. All
0: right. Well, thanks for joining us, Bules, and uh, enjoy the day, mate. It's one that you will not forget in your cycling career. Fantastic.
1: Mate, I, I'm going to be sitting on the couch with my yellow jersey. It might be Michigan Bay Classic uh, yellow jersey, <laughs> but I'll be wearing it tonight, okay?
4: Adios. Thanks, guys. <laughs>
0: Johnny, I I need to say this in the nicest way possible. I don't think people care that you've got a yellow jersey there, mate.
1: Good on you. Good on you. (laughs) It's the third time we've flogged
0: it now. Um, Okay, before we get to the interview with uh, the voice of cycling, Phil Liggett, we should uh, send a cheerio to our sponsors, John, uh, Lexus of Blackburn, And we always show that famous photo
1: of the cocoa bean
2: farmers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's you and Jerry. Mitchelton Wines. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful Mitchelton Hotel on the Goulburn River. When lockdown finishes, that's the first place you should book to go for a uh, beautiful weekend.
0: Now, our friends at Let's Go, when you're doing a plug for a sponsor, John, it's very important to get the details right. Now, you've been telling people book 60 days in advance. It's actually 90 days in advance.
1: Yes, uh, Andrew got stuck in me today. He's had quite a few people booking. He's accepted the the 60 days, but as of today, you can't. It's 90 days.
0: Yeah, well, uh, you had a crack and you got it wrong, but anyway. (laughs) um, And then we'll have a quick word from our, our mates at Bike Exchange.
2: We are the world's number one bike marketplace with over 900 brands where buyers and sellers are brought together. In a place where a bike is never just a bike, Bike Exchange, where the world buys, sells, learns, and rides.
0: Uh, Now, we've got um, a few comments. Uh, One of them is from Samantha Ince. Uh, She says, I think Matt Keenan mentioned four out of the eight riders on the Michigan Scott team are leaving Adam, Daryl, and who else? Um, Do you know? I know Jack Haig's leaving, um, but do you know anyone else?
1: In the Tour de France squad,
2: yeah. well, uh, I, I think
1: you I knew no, not really, no, no. I think that's, I think that's the, only the three I thought, but um, I think she might have been talking about Anna Meek, uh, Van Vluten. Oh, Van Vluten. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah um all right well let's go to our interview with phil liggett um he's got a very different setup in this current pandemic normally he's obviously on the ground there with the big mbc crew but that's not the case this year so this is our grab with phil earlier today all right we're we're crossing live to london to the voice of cycling phil liggett you joining us from looks like a mix of the shawshank redemption and a commentary booth uh <laughs> how's life going over there mate
5: I'll tell you, it's going terrific. It's gone far better than we ever anticipated. I really thought the first of all, the tour wouldn't get going at all. Uh, But not only has it got going, I'm actually working from Sky Television, just west of London, by London Airport. And um, so far, so good. My co-commentator is on the other side of the Atlantic, 8,000 kilometres away. And yet we're talking without any time delay to each other. And everybody thinks we're sat alongside each other. So, so um,
0: how's the reception been? Obviously it's a big day in Australia with Adam Yates taking the yellow jersey, but what, what's the reception been like in his hometown of uh Britain?
5: Well, I would imagine very good, but you know, this has all happens to me overnight. I was driving away uh in my car going home because I'm staying at home every night, and the telephone rang from the producer in the States telling me that uh, that they just penalized you in Ala Philippe. Um And I thought, wow. Then I heard a few of the comments uh, from uh, Adam and from Julia. Uh, Adam doesn't want to take the lead this way, obviously. He was told he just had his shower in the team bus. He was about to drive away in the team bus. And Matt White got a phone call from the organisation saying, uh, hey, we need your rider here. He's in the lead of the Tour de France because they've just penalised Julian for taking a drink. And so he had to get out back in his gear and get onto the start line for the presentation. But um, I found out only those words. And like you, I've been learning all throughout last night. Um, We've had a day to think about it, but I've only just come into work. (laughs) I'm working on it now because we go on air in uh, America at uh, 11 o'clock English time. But of course, that is six o'clock in the morning in the state. So it's quite an early start for the boys over there.
1: You got one for Phil, if I certainly have, mate. Yeah, well, look. Uh, I thought it was fascinating. Um, as I was watching the vision, I saw him go over to the side to grab uh, and grab a bottle. I thought, that's inside twenty k to go. That, that, straight away, I thought of that. Yeah. It turns out mm-hmm. it was his cousin, who's his coach, who, who gave him the bottle. Well, I think you can
5: you can forgive. Alaphilippe for not realising he's inside 20k because there is a big banner on the road but if you're locked in the pack, you're concentrating, you can miss that Uh, but the coach should have known better Uh, and this year the referees have already shown us that they intend to pursue the rules that often they let slip by because from day one they form barrages when riders have fallen or crashed so they've got to cross the void back to the peloton using their own energy uh, only at the start yesterday, they issued an overnight communique at warning the riders for the image of cycling that they must, if they have a mechanical or a flat tyre, they must not return to the peloton behind a team car. In other words, that the team cars must return to the file behind the pack and the rider must come to them and then work his way through the cars into the pack. So it, it goes, stands to reason, the same guys are running the show this year and the referees change every year. Uh, then they decided to apply the drinking rule as well because there was three riders, I believe. It wasn't just Julian, but Julian, of course, was in yellow. Uh, They were correct to apply the rule. It's plain for all to see. And you're right, it was his cousin, Frank, uh, who's just joined the team. It might be his last job if he keeps this up uh, because um, that's caused the disqualification (laughs) from the leadership, happily, not from the race.
0: Uh, Some fascinating insights there from the Voice of Cycling. Uh, We're getting some questions that are coming in as well. uh, One from Scott Davies, he says, uh, what do you think will happen with broadcasting from next year? Will the commentators be on the ground or always remote? I I think this is going to be a common issue or solution for however you look at it with companies across the world. Because even back here in Melbourne, you know, a lot of um, companies that had offices in the CBD and now people are working from home and they're still uh, able to remain efficient and it's not costing them as much money. It's going to be a no-brainer. So you will actually probably see a lot more um, telecasts happening remotely, particularly if they go off without a a hitch. But as you know, if there's nothing quite like being there on the ground like even for us, you know, we can dial in and do things like that, but it doesn't beat being there on the ground in person. And then, you know, you can do follow up questions. You can read the mood better. Um, it's not quite the same, is it?
1: No, it's not the same. I don't I, look. I I think differently to you. Although I agree, a lot of businesses will be doing that in the future. It's working out better for them. I don't think that's the case here. I think Tour de France, the commentators will try to be there because it's it's not just about what you're commentating the event. You can actually do that exactly the same. It's all the information you get. It's just the feeling you're talking with riders. No, this year you couldn't do that. But you're talking with managers and all the the chit-chat that goes on around you, you you feel more a part of it.
0: Yeah, but a lot of those commentators, if he will openly say, they don't mix with the teams, they don't mix with the – staff and all that sort of stuff they are literally at the finish line they pack it up they go to hotel they go to the finish the next day you don't get to see the course and the wind direction or whatever but um i still think they're going to look at the costs and say well if we can save a, a couple of million bucks like from the telecast for someone like an nbc that they're,
1: they're probably going to look at it aren't they they'll look at it but uh, i can tell you the people like the phil liggetts people like the maddie keenan's robin McEwen's. They want to be there. I don't. I wasn't trying to say that they mix with the actual athletes, but they're they're you know chatting with them. It's different when you're thousands of kilometres away. You feel removed. You're just yeah. driving the course. They drive the course late at night, but they're still driving it. They're yeah. there in the morning. They're looking at the wind direction. They feel like they're. In France, and and then you've
0: also got the option to do the uh, stand-up intros and outros on location. That always looks better for the telecast rather than a green screen. Um, Here's part two. So we've got Phil's chat into four parts because of the technology only allows us up to five minutes. Uh, part two, you were talking a little bit more detail about the Tour de France rules.
1: John Dickon Cobb, who was just outside the time limit, crashed yeah. uh, on day yes. one and, and they threw him out. Normally, they would have been a little bit lenient for, because of the situation, the terrible conditions. But no, he was out. So they have obviously not changing any rules this year. Well, you're right, John. That's another point in question, yes, because if you could cast your mind back to
5: the 80s when Paul Sherwin rode the Tour de France, he had a terrible crash one kilometre after the start of a stage going a long way to Pontalier, the team waited for him. After a few kilometres, he said to the team, I'm really hurting, get back in the race, you'll get eliminated. So they all went back to the pack. He was left to ride the whole stage on his own. He came in well outside the time limit, but because of the courage he showed, the organisers having kicked him out, the chief referee of the day was a guy called Wim Jeremias, who was a Dutchman, and He went to the organisation and said, I'm the boss of the tour, and I'm putting the English rider back in because he's shown such courage. And and that should have been the case of John Decken in all, all honesty. He was only a few minutes outside the time limit. He wasn't going to start next day anyway. And, uh, and as Philippe Gilbert said, his teammate, he should have appeared in the results of that opening stage and then retired next morning because that's what would have happened. As it was, he was classified as being eliminated from the Tour de France. That was a tough call, I think, and not, not a good one. I think the Alaphilippe one, you can't argue with.
0: Um, I was going to say, Phil, the GC battle's about to really fire up and it looks like Visma, um, uh, you know, taking favouritism at this point. Do you think they've got what it takes to to roll Ineos and Bernal and, and and the likes?
5: Well, Visma have been firing like this right through the new season since it started on August the 1st. And I thought they are overdoing this. We know Roglic had that crash which took him out of the Dauphiné on the last day when he was winning the race and uh, and he doesn't he said he wasn't recovering as fast as he liked but he was coming to the Tour his partner was actually saying that uh, she felt he wouldn't start the Tour so we, we begin to think hey this guy might be really injured I think he showed us he's not injured with that fine at Auxierre Mallette uh, but uh, the team itself is starting to click again and the, the winner yesterday Van Hurt, I mean this guy was was almost a dead man. He had to go in the Tour de France. It took him a year to recover, and now he's winning again. So I think it is the team to beat. I can see a different strategy coming out of Ineos this year. They're, they were brilliant yesterday towards the end. They hurt the race in the last 20k. They really drove that race, and they got rid of a lot of riders. So they're getting, they're moving in much slower, keeping a lower profile, and I'm sure it's because of Jum- Jumbo-Visma. Um, I think we're going to see a great race, I really do I, I said that before the race started and I'm even more sure now And it's a bad day today, tough climb
1: <laughs> Yeah, well I wanted to Really talk about today's uh, stage Mate, because um, It is going to be a ripper When you, when you realise you don't, Adam's got Four seconds on, on the red hot ro- ro- Race for Roglic But there's another 20 riders Inside one minute, so It's really up for grabs on a very Very hard finish
5: yeah, it is. And it's, it's the actual finish line is not part of the King of the Mountains, yet it's the highest spot of the tour of the day, of the stage of the day. Uh, but the climb itself, which is some eight kilometres, Herpins, it's not very good road. There's a possibility of rain up there. It's the wettest part of France. Uh, and it's the only place with a meteorological station, which is still manned 24-7 every day of the year, um, which is unusual in itself. So we'll see what sort of weather they get. I, I'm going to stand behind Philippe, Philippe, to, to get his own back and try and win the stage. But this particular climb, never been used in the Tour de France ever before, has been used in other races like the Midi-Lieb. And in fact, when Bernard Eno in his heyday came onto this climb in a small race, he actually got off and walked it. So what do you know? A class of Hino oh. walk climb. So <laughs> we're going to see what happened. But it could strengthen the, the people like uh, Pogaccia I think this kid is absolute pure magic, and I think he's going to put a, a, a great show in. He's Slovenian as well, like Roglic. I mean, he was second the other day, at Milet. When we've never had uh, two riders from the same country of Slovakia, Slovenia, sorry, uh, finished one two on a stage. So I think we'll see a battle royale, and I think uh, Adam Yates, having been catapulted into the yellow jersey, which he didn't really want because he's, he's not. He's said all along he's not aiming to win the tour. Yeah. He wanted to lose a bit of time to take stages. And he was planning to attack today to try and get the stage win. Now he'd be a marked man. So we'll have to wait and see if he can win the stage today. But that was his original plan, was to win the stage today.
0: Um, it was interesting, uh, Phil's pronunciation of, uh, I thought it was pogacha. But he calls him Pogacar.
2: <laughs> Go get so, you. <laughs> who, yeah,
0: who's going to argue with the voice of cycling? Now, um, we were talking before about working from home, and you were very much in the camp. You need to be on the ground. Dave Adderley makes a good point. You can't work from home with he's internet. <laughs> so I don't think you're going to be able to cover the tour from uh, Geelong, mate. Um, now, this is part three of our grab with uh, Phil. I think we were trying to rev him up about um, getting some extra cash. Now, all reports from Sam Buley, is, uh, Yates has come onto the bus with his headphones. He's just fully in the zone and exactly that. He, he thinks that he's he's going to go close to winning the stage now. I want to ask one final question for me, Phil, and that is these record numbers they're saying from NBC, which C is it? Is it because of COVID or the commentary? Uh, well, it's definitely
5: the commentary. I was in four guys in America, they're getting into the office every day at 3.30 a.m. because they start their shows going out at six this morning, their time. If you live on the west coast of America, the poor people in there they're, they're watching the start of the Tour de France at 4 a.m. Uh, but our figures are coming through and they're, they're promising to say the least and I must confess that uh, I feel as though I'm sat next door to Bob Ro my co-commentator uh, the only thing is unlike when I used to sit with Porsche and I can't grab Bob Ro's knee uh, <laughs> but we do see each other we have a spy camera so you can see it, you can probably can you see that television stuff? yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Bob Spy Cam. He's not there, of course. His room's empty, uh, and I'm on the other one. So we they're watching all the time what we're doing, but we they can't put us into vision to the stage because of technical.
1: It's it's very similar here with uh, with Matty Keenan and, uh, and Robin McEwen. The ones in Sydney, ones in Melbourne. Yeah. But they you you it's very seamless. They're doing it well. But is
0: it like is it like Phil with NBC shows? Like if shows go to number one, all the actors and that they get a bonus or whatever. Do they sling you a bit of extra coin?
5: If you hit a certain number? Uh, look, I am paid so much money to do this job. They couldn't possibly increase it at all. <laughs> uh, and now I don't have to stay in a hotel. I have a driver take me home and bring me every day. Um, I just hope it doesn't catch on. I might never see Franklin. Phil, you commentate on
0: the every every year, so it shows that you don't commentate for the money, mate. <laughs>
5: About that 1985 job, John. You never
1: did pay me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, mate. I'll double, I'll double your pay when you come back uh, oh, well, uh, oh, next year. And, and I, I, we, we're, we're close to uh, being able to announce that the crits might be back. I think that we could survive the, the whole COVID thing with the wow. meetings going on at the moment, but hopefully it's all good.
0: All right. We've got one more part with Phil, and uh, that's when you we were talking about how many Aussies I think we're in the race
1: this year. We've only got two Australians uh, in in the Tour de France, which yeah. is uh, the least since uh, uh, for, for 18 years. But um, you've only got two or three Americans as well this year.
5: It's it's amazing. Um, and same with the British. We've got a British team in the race, like Mitchell and Scotts, an Aussie team. You've only got one rider representing the country of the of the team sponsorship, which is the way life is, which is a big international race. Colombia have a record entry of ten riders because these kids are just going to the top of the pile in, in cycle racing right now. No, we've only got uh, we've got four British riders, including two newcomers. Uh you guys have got, I think is it three three Aussies, isn't it? Two two Aussies. Two Aussies. And when did the last time the Kiwis beat the Aussies in entry number into the Tour de France? I don't think ever. And they've got three mm-hmm. riders in this year.
1: Yep. Here you go. There you All go. right.
0: Before we let you go, Phil, who's your prediction for the stage? I, Do you think Yatesy can win
5: in yellow? I've picked two winners out of the stages so far, so I'm. I think I'm either second or leading. We have a competition on television every day for America, and uh, I picked Rogers' win. I picked uh, Caleb Ewing's win, uh, and I, I've gone for Alaphilippe to get his own back today. I think he'll. Uh, I think he's taken the decision like a gentleman. Because he knew, he knew when it pointed out he knew he'd done wrong, no argument. He said, okay, another day tomorrow. Uh, but I, I, I'm pretty sure he'll try and win today. What's the cutoff with bottles on a mountain stage? I think it's the last 5K, isn't it? But I think is they can you- take them later, yes. But they, they do announce it when the race is underway. But uh, yes, on the climbs, I think they're allowed to take those bottles, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. but it's, I think the rule goes there's 20K still, and then they'll adjust it. If they believe it's it's required,
5: okay. Well, it's, after the first fifty k and before the last twenty k, you can mm. you can go back and feed. The thing is, if, if he'd have been that desperately thirsty, he could have asked a mate to go and get the bottle and pass yeah. it in the pack. He yeah. wouldn't pop penalise. His mate didn't wouldn't give a, a monkey's uncle about any second, so he would have kept his jersey.
0: Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, it's uh, fallen in the hands for the team. And uh, you know Jerry Ryan very well. Um, he'd be having a, a nice Mitchelton watching the, the race tonight for
5: sure. Oh, I just wish I was with the team right now, all that Mitchelton wine going down. My goodness. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> having said that, by the way, and you probably don't know it, but this is only the ninth British rider ever uh, to wear the Maillot Jaune in a, in, a, in any Tour de France, which is fantastic.
0: Oh Good stuff. Well, right, thanks man. for joining us, Phil. You're an absolute legend, mate. And keep skyrocketing those numbers for NBC. And I'm sure they'll sling you a little bonus at the end of the tour. They have to, mate.
5: No, they won't. They won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I've even got last year's NBC shirt on. I didn't get my usual stock of some 25 uh, polo necks this year. Oh, jeez. <laughs> all downhill from now on, mate.
1: <laughs> Cutbacks. <laughs> it's like the bakerets. <laughs> yes, indeed. you hey. those at home.
5: He <laughs> <Yeah. You laughs> always get
1: a, you always get a fresh shirt at the. Uh, mit, <laughs> I was going to say the Mitchell and It's now Lexus and yeah. Blackbird Beckreds. Exactly.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed, a, a very nice shirts. On my dad, I wear them a lot, especially when I'm doing the garden.
2: <laughs> good stuff, mate. <laughs>
5: There's been a lot of gardening being done this year as well. i France in yeah. yeah. Good on you, mate. Okay, lovely to speak to you guys. Have a good day. Or
0: yeah, okay. Bye. Thanks, Phil. Cheers, mate. You know what's funny watching that back is how many times I tried to wrap up the grab at the end. I think I said about six times. Thanks, mate. Yeah, oh, because I thought he had, he was busy and had to go, but um, he loves a chat, Phil. And you know what's amazing with Phil is um, you've seen, you know, what he's like in person and when he's at these events is how good is Phil with the fans, like when people want to come up and talk to him?
1: Oh, look, he, he does love it. And I saw uh, jumping up on uh, Facebook today uh, the first uh, snippets uh, talking about the new movie, the Phil Liggett uh, movie yes. coming out at the end of the year. So that should be a ripper.
0: I think it's premiering at the uh, Adelaide Film Festival. So, yeah, can't wait for the release of that. Um, now, John, it's come to that point where everyone wants to know the picks. Nicole McIntosh, prediction for tonight. Who do you
1: like? he? I tell you, uh, I'm wavering, but I, I, I really, I think Alaphilippe. It's the perfect finish for him, and I don't, I don't think Adam would mind actually, because uh, uh, yeah, seconds, he wouldn't take the, uh, the yellow jersey.
0: Yep. So you're, you're yeah, you're there. Alaphilippe's your pick. Is that who you're locking in, Eddie? Uh, yep.
1: all, the, all the big hitters will be there. I mean, this the, the break won't get away, and they'll be racing this out. It's not as hard. The last couple of K isn't that hard. The big climb, uh, the big race will be the top of the KOM. That'll be the ripper. Uh, yep. Philippe, yes.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think uh, that last little final there, it's not like a, a sharp, climb to the finish as you said it's it's two three percent um that suits him and he's going to be definitely fired up after yesterday so and when he's fired up look out uh now we want to close the show out john uh with our segment the detour delorean
5: roads Well, we're going we don't need roads
0: Now, I had a big think about this, like, you know, what sort of video do we want to go back to? And, and we want to leave people fired up. You know, the the Mitchell and Scott guys, they're in the Jersey. And uh, as Whitey mentioned, the last time that this happened was 2013. Now, that year was uh, six months after we released our first music video, which was Call Me Maybe. Uh, and then the next time we thought, oh, well, we need something that's a, it's a bit more rocky, you know, so... We decided to do an ACDC video um, and we plan to release it on the first rest day. Um, and at one point there when we crushed, uh, crashed the bus, I think the vibe was if we don't win a stage or whatever, we can't release this video because we'll look like absolute dickheads. But they win stages, they get the yellow jersey, it all fell into our lap. We, we got 10,000 blow-up guitars and threw those out on the side of the road now, when we released this video, um, we were mentioned, we lost the jersey, we were mentioned eight times more than any other team in the Tour de France. And um, Christian Prudhomme, the boss of the tour, came out to visit the team on the rest day. And someone said to Christian, hey, uh, you've got to see our video. And he said, oh, no, 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 no. My daughter called me this morning and said, dad, you've got to watch this. So he'd already seen it. Uh, and they loved it. But the, the problem was, of course, um, ACDC's management um, wanted to know where we got the permission to use it and all this sort of stuff. So the video got taken down, unfortunately. But, Johnny, we're in the middle of a pandemic, mate, um, and everyone needs a bit of rock. We need to get fired up for what is history in the making. So I thought, why not re-release this video again, roll the dice uh, as a way to say, you know, fire up for Yates' stage tonight. What do you think?
1: I think, uh, yeah, and also a tribute to the great Alan Lang because we went and saw ACDC with Langie. That's right. RIP. Yes.
0: So, all the best for tonight's stage to all the guys at Mitchell and Scott. Um, we wish you well, and uh, hopefully Yatesy can still be in the jersey after tonight. And hey, who knows? He he may win. But uh, yeah, we want to take you out with. Oh,
1: before, uh, before you throw to it, uh, uh, Daniel. I, yes. I'll, we were talking about the, there are some great uh, long shots here, which we should tell the punters because yeah, you know, we've got Lopez, Martin, and and Pino at twenty three and twenty six dollars. They are mm-hmm. all big chances. So mm. Miguel Angel Lopez, Guillam Martin, and Thibaut Pino. Well, it just
0: shows people are tuned again um, to your tips because Kirsty Baxter has just said the market's been suspended, so they've obviously. <laughs> Crunched Ella Philippe. after you've predicted it. So um good stuff, Ify. Uh, you're on fire. All right, let's do it. Let's take you out with uh, the ACDC tribute from the Orica Greenwich team from 2013. Have a great night and enjoy SBS's coverage of uh, Stage 6 of the Tour de France. See you tomorrow night at
2: 7.30. Enjoy! you to the greatest man in the world. A. C. D. C. Woo! Yeah!